Welcome to podcast number 151 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are into a new series dealing with the topic of prosperity, both spiritual prosperity, financial prosperity, and then in addition to that, we'll talk about having a prosperous life in the area of relationships and parenting and marriage and just every part of living a wonderful, quality Christian life. So before we get into that, I think we need to first pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to guide us and direct us. So, Father, I come to you now and ask for your intervention in this podcast today. I ask the Holy Spirit now to come in and take control and take charge and direct me in the way that I should go. I've spent time preparing for this. I've studied. I've read scriptures. But Lord, all that's wonderful. But Lord, it will come of no value to people unless the Spirit of God will move and anoint and touch this podcast today. So I pray that you would open up the hearts and the eyes and the minds of those who are listening in today to receive this podcast in a way that will bless them and prosper them in every area of their life. I'll thank you for it in advance, and I give you the praise now for it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. In this new series on prosperity, we're going to be talking about how God provides prosperity for us, how he desires us to prosper in all things, and as the Bible says, to be in good health, and may our soul prosper. And those are instructions we've talked about in the first podcast on this, but today we're going to move into a different area. I've got a topic entitled, How to Set Goals to Achieve Prosperity. I'm very excited about this because I believe in goal setting. I believe in planning. I believe that the Word of God will prove to us today that He wants us to set goals. He wants us to plan. He wants us to seek Him and His guidance and direction for all of these things. So let's move right into today's podcast. In this particular podcast, I want to explain what we must do to set the proper goals in order to prosper in the way that God desires. The first thing is to evaluate our purpose and our motives to prosper. Our goals may be set by us, but God evaluates them according to His will. Let's look at a passage of Scripture that gives us some direction dealing with motives, purpose, plans, prosperity, and all that good stuff. It's found in James chapter 4, verses 2. 2 and 3. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. James, once again, chapter 4, verses 2 and 3. This particular chapter 4 is dealing with drawing close to God, how we can get close to Him. Let me go to verse 1 because it starts off with an explanation of some of the challenges that were taking place that James wanted to address. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? Verse 2. You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask for it. Another translation says you don't ask God for it. And verse number three, and even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. Now, the reason I wanted to start with this scripture today, this is really important to understand that we go through a lot of challenges in our life in planning and setting goals and trying to accomplish things. And sometimes we get into difficulties with other people. And James addresses that. He says, we need to stop all this quarreling and all this fighting among us. And don't let those evil thoughts in your mind come up. Matter of fact, what you want, you try to get it. And if you can't get it by prayer, he's saying, basically, then you scheme or you manipulate or find what you can do to get what you want. That's not, by the way, what God wants. And James also tells us in here, he says that you're jealous of what others have. So you see, if you want to prosper, it better never be because you're jealous of what other people have. 
I would never teach on the topic of prosperity if I felt people wanted to have more than the guy next door or more than what their brother or sister might have. It says, you can't get things that you're trying to fight for, James says, so you fight and wage war to take it away from people. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. Now, you get right down to the bottom line. Instead of fighting and quarreling and figuring out ways to prosper, we need to just go directly to God. That's what James is telling us. To me, the meat of this particular scripture I gave you today is at the very end. It says you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And then he says in verse 3, this is so important, and even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. I'm telling you, God weighs the motives of a person's heart. That's what the Word of God tells us. He weighs our motives. He looks at our motives. He knows what our intentions are. And God, I believe, will withhold blessings and prosperity from his people if they have improper motives. Matter of fact, That's something that I would encourage you to weigh your motives, examine your motives, figure out why you want something. Why do you want to prosper? Why do you want to have more money than you have today? What will you do with it when you get it? Why do you want to have a nicer home? What will you do with it when you get it? Why do you want to have more friends? Why do you want to have success at your job? All the things you'd like to see, which many times are referred to prosperity, if you don't know why you're after them and why you want those things in your life, then you might need to examine the motives because it's not about lifting yourself up. It's not about getting more blessings than the next person. When God blesses his people, he does it because he wants to bless them so that they will be a blessing to others. So now let's move a little farther into today's podcast. You know, before we go any further, I should make this statement. There are those who say that goal setting is not proper for Christians, those who believe in Jesus Christ. Then they'll say, we must just trust God and take whatever he gives us. I think that's pleasant. It sounds nice, but that is not how I understand the word of God when it talks about goals and planning and purpose and dreams and prosperity. So let me read you a scripture I think that might help in this particular area of concern. It's found in Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 9. It says this, a man's heart plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. That's really important scripture because it tells us that God wants us to take steps. He wants us to plan. He wants us to have direction and goals and dream and have purpose and see it because God promises us that we have a purpose. He's created a purpose for us and a plan for our life. So why would God be against goal setting? His plan for us, if you want to call it a goal, his plan for us is for us to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and spend eternity with him. His plan for us is to help other people and serve other people. He has a goal and he set a plan for that in our lives. And so I believe that we've got to remember that God does like us to plan. He does want us to set goals and he's pleased with that. He just wants to direct them. He wants to direct our steps. It says, remember that scripture says a man's heart, that's what we want to do. That's the inner part of us, plans his ways. So that's good. But the Lord directs his steps. There's the key. We need to know that God is going to direct our steps. And when he directs our steps, he'll take us in the right direction. Amen for that? Now, we must submit to God's plans because God knows what is best for us. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 37 and verse 23, once again, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. Okay, now we just heard that in the other scripture, but he adds this to it here. He delights, that's God, he delights in every detail of their lives. Now, God delights. Did you hear that? He delights, he's happy, he's pleased, he's excited about all the things in our life. Therefore, he wants us to have dreams and goals. And he even talks about having dreams and visions and plan and purpose and and setting 
a goal in our life. Those are the things that God wants in our lives for each and every one of us. I believe that scripture, both of these I've just read, it tells me that God wants us to take action, to live a godly life, and that God will show us the way that we must go. God will show us which way to take action and set the proper goals with the proper motives. My thought is we cannot set goals until there is a plan of direction. Let me give you another statement here that I wrote down here a little while ago. To set proper goals, God wants us to plan. He wants us to plan. He gave us a brain to think, eyes to see, ears to hear. He wants us to use them. We are not robots. We're not just something that someone presses a button and we go whichever direction that that button leads us. No, God has given us a will. He's given us a desire. He even has so strong on wanting us to have our own will that he gave us the will to either choose him or reject him. So I tell you, our God has poured a lot into us. Everything. He gave his son for us. He's constantly forgiving us. He's constantly there to help us. He's a very present help in times of trouble. No matter what you're going through, God is always there, always available for us. That kind of God doesn't want us to live a life without meaning, a life without purpose, a life without goals, a life without planning. See, I believe that God believes in making plans, and I'm going to prove that to you once again in Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Listen to that. God's a planner. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I'm telling you, the Lord gives examples over and over and over again about how much he desires us to plan our lives and have purpose in our life and to set goals in our life. We ought to have a goal to read the Bible every day. We should set a goal to pray every day. We should set a goal to give of our finances. I believe the Lord wants us to give at least 10% of what we make because I can show that in scripture to you. But I believe God wants us to set plans and he wants to bless those plans. But then he says here, the plans that he has for us are good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me, there's a big word there, if. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. One of the ways that our goals and our plans will be successful is that we wholeheartedly look for God. We seek him, we seek his wisdom, we seek his word, we seek his guidance. And that's not hard to do once you become a Christian because you have the spirit of the living God dwelling inside of you. So therefore, all we have to do is call upon the Holy Spirit to guide us and direct us and help us. You know, I believe so much in this as far as asking the Holy Spirit to direct me and the plan that I have for my life, that I don't even drive out of the driveway without saying, Father, I pray for your direction and your guidance. Help me as I back out of this driveway and protect me as I'm driving. And I do it the same when my wife's with me in the car because I believe I want the Lord to guide my steps, my driving, any direction that I take. And I believe when we do that, that's his plan for us. And our plan should be to do the same thing for him, is to bless him and to reach out to him and seek his guidance and direction. And everything that we do are, as Jeremiah said, wholeheartedly. That means with your whole heart, your soul, and your mind. If you are one of those people or you have been taught before that God doesn't like goal setting, maybe this message is helpful to you and this podcast is going to open up your heart and your mind to plan, to set goals, and believe that God will direct them. You see, because God believes in making plans, he talks about it throughout his word. The Lord supports us taking actions or taking steps. Says The word says the steps of a righteous man are led of God. So therefore, we've got to take action. And you know, it's one thing to plan something. It's one thing to think about it. It's one thing to set goal. 
But there's another thing to take steps in the direction of that plan, that goal that you've set in your life. We've already seen that God believes in making plans, Jeremiah 29, and we've also understood now that the Lord supports us in taking action or taking steps. And we need to know now that goal setting requires a plan. You can't just so set goals without having a plan, and we need to set our plan under the guidance and the direction of the Lord, the Holy Spirit. God believes in goals and plans, and He'll help us with those. Proverbs 16 verse 3 says this, Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. I guess we're on the right track then when we talk about goal setting and taking action and making plans. You see, goal setting, once again, requires a plan and that God believes in both goals and plans. His plans must be our plans. Therefore, we must never worry about achieving our goals or plans because there's God's plans and God's plans never fail. Ours might. What we plan and what we set goals for might not succeed. But if our goals line up according to God's goals and his plans for us, they will be successful. As a believer, we have goals to serve God and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us that those who plan for the future are wise. Remember, this podcast is entitled, How to Set Goals to Achieve Prosperity. But some people have a difficult time getting past goal setting. So let's go back and kind of talk about that a little bit more. Probably one of the best examples I can give you of goal setting is the Apostle Paul. You see, when he became a Christian, when Jesus met him on the road to Damascus, Paul changed 180 degrees, which means he turned around and was going in a completely opposite direction than he had before he met Jesus. His life changed. His goals changed. The goals that Paul had before becoming a Christian was to kill as many Christians as he could, to destroy the ministries, to seek out the leaders and seek out those who were following Jesus and take them out and destroy them. But then he had an encounter with Jesus. And therefore, when he had that encounter, his goals changed. And then he had a goal to reach as many Gentiles as he could with the gospel message. Paul spent the rest of his life trying to achieve his goals. So he had a plan to do it. He planned to go from city to city and from country to country and from region to region, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. That was his plan. His goal was to lead as many as possible to Jesus Christ. So therefore, he knew he was on the right track because God blessed it. Did he have trials to to achieve his goals? Absolutely. Paul goes on and on talking about how he was imprisoned and how he was beaten and that he was hungry and he was starving and he was persecuted and he was thrown out of towns and thrown into various jails and prisons and things. And he he says he knew what it was like to prosper, but he also knew what it was like to suffer. And so he knew what it was like to be comfortable financially. And he also knew what it was like to be totally without finances, yet to be comfortable in his walk with God. You see, just because the difficulties pop up or the trials pop up when we're trying to achieve our goals, we must never let our circumstances rob us from achieving our goals. Our circumstances are going to be there. I know when I was diagnosed with cancer, my circumstances were not very good, but I didn't want to let that bother me because I was not going to be led by my circumstances. So the Holy Spirit impressed upon me to start writing. And so in the first six years of my recovery from the diagnosis of bone marrow cancer, I wrote a book every year. And at the end of those six years, I started doing these podcasts. And now the Lord's shown me that in the midst of my circumstances, 
circumstances and my trials, I can still have a goal. My goal is to enlighten Christians to live a quality Christian life, to live far above the walk that they have right now. Many Christians just get by. It's, they just get by living. You ask a Christian, sometimes you run into, how you doing? They say, well, I'm still breathing air. You see, that's not really what I would call a great testimony. My goal is to help that Christian see that they don't have to make that statement. What they should say instead is, the joy of the Lord is my strength. God is a very present help in times of trouble. They should say that God guides my steps and that I should seek God. And when I seek him, I know he's going to direct me and bless me. That They should be saying that I'm living the abundant life. I'm living the life that's full of joy and peace. I'm walking in the spirit. I'm, I'm experiencing patience, peace, joy, comfort, and all those things that I should have as a Christian. That's my goal is to help Christians live that way. Also to believe that their faith can increase. I have a goal to see that people understand that prosperity is good, but it's got to be the right prosperity with the right purpose and the right goals and the right motives. So our goals, however, must ask for God's acceptance and his leading because we want him to approve of our goals. Now, how do we do that? We do it through the word of God. We read how, what he talks about, how he talks about in his word and the scriptures I've given you and the more that I'll be giving you as we continue this teaching on prosperity. I'm excited. You can tell that. I'm excited about what's happening, what's going to happen. God's got many things lined for us on things we need to talk about, things we need to do, and things that we need to think about in order to be able to accomplish and achieve the prosperity that God wants in our life. You see, our goals must line up according to God's word. You say, well, how do I know they're, they're his will? Well, does it meet his word? Any goal contrary to God's word will fail period. Oh, in the flesh, you might be able to manipulate and make something happen a little bit, but it won't be lasting. It won't be permanent. It won't be blessed of God. And I don't want to have any goal that's not blessed of God. I don't want to have any goal or any purpose or any plan for prosperity if God's not in it. If his word tells me to run from it, I want to run from it. The Bible told us earlier when I read it that you have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you don't receive it because your goals are wrong. Your, your, your motives, I should say, are wrong and that you want to just spend it on your own pleasures. So I want my goals to line up according to what God wants me to have. I believe that goal setting must be a challenge. It shouldn't be an easy peasy thing, an easy thing to do. I could set a goal for example, let me just give you this. I could set a goal to give 1% of my income to the work of the Lord, and that would be easy. There's nothing to that. Most anybody else could do that also, but that has two problems. First, it's a very easy goal to achieve, and I can do it in my own strength. And the second thing, the problem with it is that goal does not agree with God's word, dealing with tithing and giving a percentage, 10% of your income. I believe in giving 10%. You may not agree with that, and that's your right to choose that. But I believe if my goal setting is weak and easy, I'm probably doing it in my own strength. I want goals that require God. The Apostle Paul's goal was to reach out to as many Gentiles as possible and lead them to Jesus Christ. That is a goal that was far beyond what he could accomplish. He was just one guy. But because his goal was confirmed by God, was directed by the Holy Spirit, led of the Holy Spirit, God protected him where he'd go out and write nearly one half of the entire New Testament while he was being chased and being beaten and people wanted to kill him, wanted to take him out. And yet he still was able to be successful and he prospered and did well because his goals lined up according to what God knew was right for his life and was right for Christians. Now, goal setting requires dreaming. I believe in that. 
I believe the Word of God tells us that it's okay for us to have a dream. It tells us that we should have a future and a hope for us. So a future and a hope may require some dreaming. You know, I belong to a church that's called Dream City Church, and it was founded a number of years ago when we merged our church with another church larger, and we called ourselves now Dream City Church Scottsdale. And prior to that, our church, matter of fact, the original name of our church was Scottsdale First Assembly Dream Center because I believe in dreams and that name came from the dream centers that are all over the all over this earth quite frankly there's like 300 dream centers in in so many different countries and the dream center is headquartered in Los Angeles to reach into the inner city and reach out to people who've lost their dream who've lost their purpose who never accepted their God's plan and feel like they have no use and God wants us to go out and pick them up and help them and encourage them and bless them and love on them and give them a chance and a future and a hope i believe that God gives us dreams and he helps us achieve our goals and our plans so we can see those dreams come to fruition. I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen in your life right now. You should start dreaming. You should start thinking. You should start believing that God wants to bless you. God wants to prosper you. He wants to see your plans and your goals and your dreams and your wishes and your desires come true as long as they line up according to His will. Let me start to wrap up this podcast with some scriptures I think that will be of help to you, that will encourage you about your goals, your plans, and your dreams. As a word of caution before I get to those scriptures though, without goals, we lack direction. We lack purpose. So I believe in setting goals and I believe that God believes in it. And let me just give you a couple of scriptures that will encourage you to move forward to achieve your goals, your dreams, and the prosperity that you desire in your life. One of my favorite scriptures when it deals with words of encouragement are found in Philippians chapter 4. And I'm giving you these scriptures because I want you to remember when you have dreams and goals and you want to achieve something in your life very special and want your life to be prosperous in all that you do, There's going to be times when you might feel a little weak, might feel a little tired, you might worry a little bit. So let me give you the scripture that Paul wrote to the church in Philippi found in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 6, New Living Translation. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. You know, there's a few words in here that are so crucial when you're pursuing your dreams and your goals and prosperity, and that is not to worry about anything. And the second is that we must pray about everything so important. And here it says also to tell God what you need, but then thank Him for what He has done. I also like to thank Him for what He's done, but I also thank Him for what He's going to do. Because whatever God wants to do, I want it. You might say, well, what if it's correction? Then I want it. If God wants to correct me and that's what I need, then I want to hear it. I enjoy and rejoice when the Lord shows His love for me that He gives me instructions or direction about something I need to change or do differently in my life. And I see in this scripture, it tells us that that when we do those things, we'll we'll experience God's peace. And that's kind of a a peace that you can't explain to people. You can't explain when you want to start a new church. When we wanted to start our church in Scottsdale, we wanted to buy 20 acres. Well, 20 acres in North Scottsdale was very expensive. We prayed about it. We sought about it. We didn't get our 20 acres. God found a parcel of land for us that was 33 acres, and we were able to pay cash for it in a period of 30 days. That's God. 
That's having comfort and trust in God that he's going to help us achieve our goal. We set a goal for 20 acres and God said, that's not big enough. You need more land. And here we are growing and prospering. And God has proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that his plans and his thoughts are a whole lot better than my plans and my thoughts. There's a teaching I want to read from found in Matthew chapter 6. It's a matter of fact, the this section of this chapter is entitled Teaching About Money and Possessions. So I guess prosperity might fall in that category. And it says here, don't worry about anything again. It talks about it in 20, verse 25. That's in chapter 6 and verse 25. Jesus is speaking. That is why I tell you not to worry about anything. Whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and clothes and your body more than clothing? Jesus is telling us, don't worry about the little things. I'll take care of that. As a matter of fact, I'll take care of the big things too. And then he goes on towards the end of Matthew chapter 6 in verse 33, one of my absolute all-time favorite scriptures, one that I learned when I first became a Christian, and that is Matthew 6:33 in the New Living Translation, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. And it goes on 34, so don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So now the Lord is wrapping up his comments about finances, about money, about possessions, quite frankly, about prosperity in the form of finances. We all know that prosperity is a lot more than just money, but he's directing these words just towards this area. And he says something that's so crucial for us, those of us who are planning and we're seeking and we are setting goals and we have got hope for our future and, and excitement about what God's going to do in our lives. And we want to prosper in all things and be in good health, even as our soul prospers and all that's in our heart and all that's in our mind. But then he stops us and he says here in verse 33, seek the kingdom of God above all else. I'm telling you right now, whatever you're seeking for prosperity, stop it for a second now and just seek the kingdom of God. Or make sure that your goal, your dream, your plan is to first bless the kingdom of God and seek the kingdom of God. And it says, and live righteously, which means live a good life. Follow the teachings that Jesus taught, that what the word of God tells us and how to live and how to treat people. And when we do that, it says here, and he will give you everything you need. As I wrap up this podcast, let me just remind you of what I read earlier in Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 9, New Living Translation. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. You know, you got to put that in your heart. Make your plans and ask God to determine or guide or direct your steps. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Remember that it's all about Him. It's all about the kingdom of God. It's all about blessing others. Let's not seek prosperity. Seek God first and prosperity will follow. The byproduct of living a godly, righteous life directed by God, by His will, and through His word. The byproduct of that will be to live a life filled with prosperity in everything that we do. So with that, I'm going to pray for you right now as I close this teaching up. And we're going to continue to move on and talk about prosperity in, in future lessons. But let me just pray for you right now. Father, I thank you, Lord, for those who've listened in today, who've heard this word. I hope they'll take these scriptures, take them to heart, put them in their heart and their mind and dwell on them and think on them. I hope they'll realize that you desire for them to set goals and to plan their ways, but you then want to direct their steps. You want to guide them in the decisions that they've made and the decisions that they're about to make. And that you should help them, Lord, if they're in the midst of trying to decide what to do and where to go and how to do it, that you would guide and direct. I pray that those who are listening in, Lord, would go to your word and get these scriptures and get them in their heart and believe them and believe that the steps of a righteous man are led of God and to believe that God is a God who wants to bless them. He certainly has the ability. 
He certainly is able. So, Father, I pray you'd pour out a blessing on all those who are seeking to prosper. Whatever that prosperity might be, whether it be financially, whether it might be in relationships or in ministry that they're involved with or in their career or their jobs or in parenting or if they're a young person in in their schooling that they're going through that you would help them to prosper in their education. I just believe for that right now that we read a scripture earlier that says that you will bless us in all things, everything that we need. And so, Father, I believe that and I call forth that now and those people who are listening into this podcast. Bless them, Father, and I'll give you praise in advance. We're going to hear great reports. I believe that. People are going to send in things on Facebook and various places and talk about the goodness of God. And I pray you would bless them now. And I thank you for it in advance. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, I want to encourage you to be a positive Christian. You may be a more positive Christian than I am. And if you are, that's wonderful. But if you're not, find ways to bless the Lord. Find ways to speak about the goodness of God. When you do that, it lifts your spirit and it encourages you that you're going to achieve the goals that you've set for yourself in your life. I believe that God wants people, Christian people, his followers, to be happy people, successful people, people who are filled with joy and know that the joy of the Lord is their strength, that they can live an abundant life, an overcoming life, that they're more than conquerors. I believe that. And I just know that that's going to happen in your life. And if it already hasn't, I claim that now and believe for that right now. I want to encourage you, if you want to continue to follow the teachings that I have, you could go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you pull that up, you'll see on that cover page that there's a link there to the podcast that I've done. And there's a series of now 151 podcasts that'll be on there. And you can download things like teaching on finances, how to get out of debt, on faith, how to receive everything from God, on how to be generous and understand what generosity is. You'll see a long series on the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit and the power gifts. And so I hope that'll be a blessing to you. In addition to that, you can, when you're on my webpage, you can take a look at the books that I've written. I've written several books dealing with how to get out of debt and how to live an abundant life. And I believe it'll be a blessing to you. So with that, I'm just going to ask you to talk to your friends and your neighbors and family and let them know that we're continuing to teach on this series on prosperity, that God has a great plan for it. And I believe that that plan is going to bless you. And I know that he's doing that in many ways through these podcasts. Last month, I discovered we had like 50 some countries who listened in and downloaded from these teachings. So I thank the Lord for that. I don't know how else I could do it on my own because I couldn't, but God was able. And we most certainly we know that nothing is impossible for God. Let me tell you a little bit about the upcoming podcast. I've entitled it, kind of an interesting title, Spiritual Investing to Prosper. We're going to talk about the spiritual aspects of investing. Now, I'm not a stockbroker, and I'm not trying to sell you anything, and I'm not going to recommend any type of in particular financial investment, but I want to talk to you about spiritual investment. So I know it'll be something that'll be interesting, be a unique type message, and I know that God is in it. I know already some of the things I'm going to talk about, and I'm very excited about them. So I pray that you'll download our next podcast. So with that, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you and may you receive the prosperity that you seek.